Welcome back to the All Things Bama podcast, powered by BamaCentral.com, your Sports Illustrated home for all Alabama Crimson Tide news and information. I'm your host, Tyler Martin, and I'm joined by a very special guest, former Alabama wide receiver, Marquise Mays, uh, the pride of Tarrant, Alabama. How are you doing, my man? I'm Sorry, sorry, we lost you there. You you, you still there, Marquis? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing great, man. Glad to have you on here. Um, and, yeah, so uh, first things first, really wanted to get into, you know, your career and, you know, everything that went into that and what you're up to nowadays. Um, you know, like I mentioned, pride of Tarrant, man. I kind of want to start way back when at Tarrant High School, back when you were getting recruited by Alabama. Let's start there. What was the big things for you that, that made you want to play at Alabama, and what were the big driving factors there? Uh, the main thing was uh, I had heard everything from all different coaches and and things of that nature about I was going to be a star and this and that. But Coach Saban is the truth. He, he told me the truth, you know, um, and I really gravitated towards him telling me the truth instead of telling me things I they thought I wanted to hear. Other schools thought I wanted to hear the other recruiters. Yeah, when you say the truth, I mean, what what, what exactly do you mean by that? Uh, he didn't tell me that I was going to come in and I was going to do three years and be in the NFL and I was going to have a great career. He just told me if I worked hard and uh, – you know, I would have opportunities to play. Yeah, and, and you're exactly right. You did. And so for you, I mean, like, you, obviously Nick Saban was it was a big figure in that, like you mentioned. And you were kind of, you know, you were part of his very first um, class at Alabama. Man. So how does that feel kind of looking back at it, you know, and looking at all the success he's had? And you were obviously part of two national championship teams. I mean, how cool is that to say, man, I was a part of the first class during his time at Alabama? Yeah, what's another fun fact about that is uh, he actually he actually got in contact with me the day the the next day after he was hired. The next day after he got off the plane from uh, to Blue, he offered me he called me that next day and offered because I re- I didn't have an offer from Alabama Mike Sugar. Uh, I was actually going to another school. And um, he just asked me to get his staff an opportunity to make things right, and that's what happened. Dude, that's that's got to be an incredible feeling, man. You know, just like, I mean, dude, you're one of the first prospects. He literally called right when he gets the job. He's like, I'm calling, I'm calling up there to Terrence Marquise Mays. I mean, that's got to be an incredible feeling. Oh yeah. Well, I only found out because uh, it was in some uh, sportscaster book. Uh, few years back but yeah it, it's it's an awesome film yeah and so and so you get to Bama man and then I know you read you redshirted your first year but you kind of you know I guess if you could um if we just were to go by some of your big moments right like in an Alabama uniform one moment that really comes to mind you know um just growing up as as an Alabama guy and you know recent graduate just I've, I've watched a lot of you know a lot of Alabama games and one of my favorite moments with you Marquise was your redshirt freshman year in 2008 in that Iron Bowl, man. You get in there and uh, Greg throws throws a throws a bomb to you, man. Was that like, I mean, 
I know that was really your first big moment, right? Like, like in an Alabama jersey. Just, I mean, what was that moment like for you? And especially since Alabama hadn't beat Auburn in so long, um, you know, just special as that to, to shut them out and, and for you to score a touchdown that way. I think my special moment came earlier in that year when I scored my first touchdown against uh, Ole Miss. Okay, yeah. That was, my, that was my big moment. And, uh, shoot, I don't know. Because I, I really don't get into the, the, the rivalry thing of, you know, but I don't know. That was just a big moment right there for me. Being able to score a touchdown. Yeah, it was it was definitely huge, man. And it was you know kind of a you know just maybe I mean like in, you think about 2008, right? Like that entire season, you guys get to the SC Championship game. I know it didn't go well, but it was like you know did you know, did you think like because you were going into an Alabama program obviously under a new coach? Did you think the turnaround was going to happen that fast from going you know you know from seven and six in 2007? And then boom, you guys win, you know, twelve games in two thousand eight and then a championship in two thousand nine. Did you think that that it was gonna turn around that fast? Yeah, I did. Uh just based on how practice how we were practicing and the things that was going on, uh, as far as practice and camp and stuff like that, yeah. So I did believe that the turnaround was about to happen. Uh, I mean, we worked extremely hard. <clears throat> And the games that I mean, we lost. Uh, we went seven and six, but we had some some injured, not injured. Some guys got suspended that year, so our record didn't indicate how how good we really were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah, I I, I can I completely uh, agree with you there, man. Um, and then you know, you think of the two national championship teams, man, like two thousand nine and two thousand eleven. Um, you know. I, I've had some other former guys from the 2009 team on here. Um, but, you know, there were a couple of games that season, right, when it's like, um, you know, that would kind of push you guys to your limit, right? Like the Tennessee game was really close to the Auburn game that year, too. And, um, you know, what was it kind of just like thrill ride, you know, of being a part of the first championship team, first month and two, just like being being undefeated, right? Like in the playoff era, we've, we've only had now one team go undefeated. And you guys um, – and you guys went 14-0 and 0 in 2009. So, I mean, what was kind of the thrill of that season? You know, because you think about it, it's kind of crazy to think we're, we're over 10 years from it happening now. And um, just when you look back on it, what are, what are some kind of moments from that particular season that, that, that kind of stay with you now? Uh, just the fact how resilient we were as a team. Um, we never – our mindset never changed, even in those games of uh, – from defense to offense, even though we struggled a couple games, like like you mentioned, Tennessee and Auburn that year, but it was just that was the mental toughness of the team, and uh, man, that, it was that just was a special team. Number it's, one defense. Oh yeah, go ahead. Number one defense. Uh, you had uh, me, Julio, Mark Ingram. On offense, Trent Richardson, Darius Hanks. It was just a special group. Colin Pete. It was. A, it, it just was a special group of guys. Oh yeah, yeah, completely, man. And it's kind of crazy too. Like when, yeah, I mean, now when you you sit back and you get to watch maybe some NFL games, is it kind of crazy to see to see Mark still doing his thing, Julio still doing his thing? 
No, it's not. Um, those guys was amazing talents. Uh, so it's not. It's not surprising. Um, everybody count. You know, the team always rallied around each other. It was brothers, and you know, so it's not surprising to me. Yeah, and then our, our your 2011 man, you probably that that entire season, right? Like, um, and I, I do want to talk about you know the two games at LSU, um, and how okay. First off, when you guys got into New Orleans that season, man, for the championship game, I mean, how just like how great did it feel to kind of you know enact revenge on them, man, for for the game that happened in um, Tuscaloosa just you know in that November? I mean, how good did that feel, and how confident really were you guys heading into that game? Uh, I, I think we were really we were highly confident because we felt like we shouldn't we shouldn't have lost the first game. So um, I did an interview the night after that game, and uh, I actually said that we, we would see them again, and uh, it happened. So. I, we all felt like we should have never lost that game, so. but it was. To me, that game was—it was—we should be here. But I think that first national championship was the defining moment for a lot of us because people people didn't expect that from us, you know. People didn't expect us to win the national championship in 2009. So it was—it was one of those moments where you—you proven. Really, a nation wrong. So, so you think that one carries a little more weight? Yeah, I do, because it was the first one after, like you said, since what ninety two. Yeah, the first one ninety two. So yeah, it carried it. It definitely carried more weight than that one, because we we did they didn't expect us to uh, do that. But that year they they expected us to be there for real. Except for when we lost, you know, but we knew we were we knew we were the better team between the two. Yeah. No, no, I get that. And then kind of like um, you know, and just fast forwarding until where we're at now, man, uh, I saw you tweet out uh last night. Uh you kinda of, just wanna get your thoughts on uh this year's Alabama team, um and what's gonna happen in twenty twenty. But um, I saw you tweet out. You were talking about Will Anderson. You were like, "That man is a is a man child, basically." Um, so what do you what do you think has to go right for, for Alabama this season to get back to that championship standard? You know, winning. You know, you know, winning championships every other year, every year. You know, just get back get back to that standard um, where you know it's just kind of like this is the expectation. We're we're going to be in the playoffs, and uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna win it. Uh, I, I feel like they these guys. Can't rely on bad teams, you know, and have teams thinking that just because you show up, you're gonna beat them. Uh, that's not the case because everybody in this era really wants to play Alabama. Now. So, like, you got to come in with a different mindset, and or we just Alabama, we can show up and beat everybody because that's not the case anymore. It's never been the case, but um, it's definitely not the case now. So Teams like Clemson and Auburn and those guys, yeah, LSU, they're not afraid of Alabama. So, just 
you know, get complacent. Uh, a lot of things have to work out for us. Like last year, Alabama had uh, a ton of injuries. So, yeah, everything has to work out. You know, Marky, something I just thought about when you mentioned LSU, and I thought about the LSU game last year, how it was like 46 to 41, right? And the two, in the two, you know, in the, I go back to that 2011 season, and the two Alabama LSU games there were to two completely styles of offense and shutting down defense, right? Like nine to six that first game, and then 21 and nothing. Like when you were watching that game last year, were you just kind of like, dang? Like I, I kind of, I get back of my head, I kind of wish we were putting up, you know, 40 points a game. No, uh, I think football was better when it was. It was so. It was. It was. It was interesting. I would say it was just more interesting to me, as far as you know that a team not going to go every offensive drive, but it was like they was going too much in the sense to get. If you get what I'm saying, but I mean, I I mean, as far as offense, I I like it because I'm an offensive guy. And, you definitely want to put up numbers, but when you're watching the game, you really you really want to see a good game, not just going at will, you know. Yeah, so you kind of like you kind of liked it back then, man, when it was like you know maybe a little bit more run heavy and they got to play action, and you know you would obviously get yours, but um, you know it was like when it was like a you know when you needed you know. 21 points to win or something, and you know the defense was going to hold their own. Right. That that was our biggest thing. Like, the leaders on our defense, you know, in those two years, we were all talk about, hey, man, we need 21 points this game, we'll win. We need 13 points this game, we'll win. So, but now it's like, I don't know, it's just different. I don't know the mindset of those kids now, but um, it was just different then. I defense was proud for a night, giving up a hundred yard rush or you know. So that just was the thing we were easy we played. But like you say, the game is kind of just more of a you have more firepower on offense and stuff now, so Yo no, yeah, I totally got you. And then like on those on those two championship teams. Who were um you know who were some guys that you still stay in contact with man because I know like everybody's super tight like is there any guys that you know you still keep in touch with up to this day and um you know you still regularly communicate with? Yeah, Kareem Jackson, uh, Rolando McLean, Alfred McCover, Josh Chapman. Uh, I just recently I just talked to Trent about two days ago. Uh. So yeah, I keep in, I try to keep in, in close contact with those guys because I mean those are friends. Them I value those relationships because I know those are my friends for life. You know, and um, we been, we we went through a lot together. You know, so yeah, yeah, and you mentioned uh, Kareem. I know he's going to have a big year for the Broncos, too, and I'm sure in practice as well, right? Like when you were going up against – when it was you, Julio, and, and Darius um, on offense, and then you got those guys on defense, those defensive backs. Um, I know those yeah. had to be uh, some really great moments, man. Oh, yeah, it really was. It was competitive. It was always talk, 
uh, trash talk, uh, you know, and then at the end of the day, man, we would get together and still have fun outside of football. I think that's what made our relationship so strong. Outside of you, who was the best trash talker on those teams? Outside of me, who was the best trash talker? Yeah. Oh, man, we had a few guys. Uh, uh, I want to say Upshaw, Courtney Upshaw. Uh, and we had a few guys. Dante Hightower, uh, Orlando, Javier Arenas. Man, we had a we had a few guys that talked some trash. Yeah, they were some dogs, man, for sure. And um, yeah. just just trying to get it back and bring it back toward you know this year's Alabama team. I remember you know before COVID happened, um, I saw I think some of your tweets that kind of went a little viral too. You were talking about you know may, you know when, it was when Scott Crocker and left and went to Georgia. Um, just kind of wanted to get your opinion on that now. Now that Alabama has two new guys, um, Dr. Matt Rea and um, and David Ballou, what kind of like you know maybe your impressions from you know Scott Cochran was such a mainstay there at Alabama, and I know you guys had a close relationship. Um, but how do you think his 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 absence is going to affect maybe Alabama during the season, if it will at all? And then what's your what's your what's your opinion on kind of the new guys coming in there too, from what you've seen? See, my thing is, I don't think it's going to affect the players. I just think it affects the players, the past players. Because I think the the tweet got misconstrued by me saying I'm not going to Tuscaloosa. The only, the only thing I was saying was there is no point in me going to Tuscaloosa because I don't know any of the new coaches besides Coach Saban. Yeah. And so I don't have a relationship with those guys. And it's not meant for me to have a relationship with those guys because I'm not – I don't play for them. So I get it. That's And that's my only thing about those that tweet. Another thing, I don't know how good those guys are going to be until we get the finished product. I know a lot of those guys are already like. Okay, you got Scott Cochran. He he play a major role, but guys are already good before before they get there. That's the only reason that that they are there because they were extremely good in high school. But guys like Scott Cochran and Matt Rick, they do the things of okay injury prevention, maybe getting you a little bit stronger. But other than that. It's those guys that is already in those guys that's there that they recruited to be, you know, to be good. Yeah, no, I I definitely see what you're saying. I was just curious, you know, because um, you know I remember when that happened, it did go viral, and I was just curious, you know, if you had a follow up to that. And and yeah, I see what you're saying, right? Like the finished product, and I think really what's going to be the difference is, and you, maybe you can speak to this a little bit too, but a ten game SEC only schedule. To me, that's going to be, I mean, for every single program, that is going to be grueling. That's going to be really tough. It's, it's, me and Justin Woodall were just talking about that uh, last week. And, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be tough to, to know that you got to 
play uh, Mississippi State and then turn around and just 10 games where you know you can't take off. And these, and these teams really trying to beat you. So it's like, yeah, man, it's, it's definitely going to be tough. I think this going to be the toughest schedule that any team has, you know, it's just going to be a tough year for those guys. And hopefully they, you know, stand strong and finish up, but it's definitely going to be tough. Yeah, it's, and again, I think Coach Davis talked about this a little bit, too. He was saying, you know, like, playing a 10-game schedule like this, it's not going to be able to breed complacency, right? Like, you know what's expected of you. You know what's demanded of you, right? And I think of, you know, I do think of, um, you know, y'all's y'all 2010 season, right, where y'all just came off a championship game. Y'all suffered a couple of losses. But I think a lot of people would kind of argue and say that that 2010 team might have had the most talent, right? And so um, what, what you know, Alabama, they've got to do things this way, and they've got to focus now, not focus on the outside noise, to not get complacent and not allow, you know, this season to turn into, you know, two losses again or even three. Right. Uh, like I said, man, playing all SEC schedules is definitely going to raise some eyebrows and cause concern because no, it, it's never been done. So, I mean – Hopefully these guys definitely can't go into a season complacent. But you, I mean, Alabama is Alabama right now, so uh, you know everybody want to beat them and everybody want to play against them. So you definitely got to be on your keys and cues week in and week out. For sure. And, and Marquis, before we before we get you out of here, man, just wanted to ask, what are you up to nowadays? You know, how's life for you, um, family, things like that. Uh, life's good, man. Uh, I just I got uh two kids, nine and five. My oldest son is uh playing football and he's pretty good. Just to keep him mentally there because he really is he really don't care he he's very athletic but really doesn't love the game at this moment. He just he just played because he like he liked the game but he don't love it. Uh, just trying to keep him and my my baby boy. He loved the game. He just not old enough to play yet. So, but he was supposed to play this year, but they closed the season down due to COVID. So, we got to wait another year for him to play. Does um does, yeah. does Coach Saban need to? Does he need to go ahead and get on the phone and offer offer your uh, your boys? No way, no way, not no no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, I don't even know if it, my son will want to play after this. You know, after because he really not into it. He just good. He just a good athlete, but he really not into sports. I got He's you. More Fortnite and things of that nature now. So I just <laughs> no, know. I, I, <laughs> No, I got you, man. Yeah, I used to be super big into Fortnite too. Um, you know, it's a it, you know different different generation um, for sure, no doubt about it, man. But that's awesome, Marquise. Thank you again for hopping on here and just you know hearing about your career and uh, you know just kind of giving us giving us some insight into what this season could be like for Alabama and into you know um, you know your family. Glad you guys are doing well and staying safe from from COVID. Thank you. Thanks. Awesome. Well, for Marquise Mays. 
I'm Tyler Martin. This has been the All Things Bama podcast. Thank you for listening.